Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Bology. Manage and measure your players' skill development and increase accountability year-round utilizing the Bology app. Boost inter-squad competition with drills backed by the National High School Basketball Coaches Association, including a 40-shot Bology skills assessment. Please visit Bology.com teams for information on how you can provide this resource for your team. Well, man, first of all, super impressive getting to learn a little bit about your history. You know, being a walk-on at any level is difficult. And I, yeah. I had some great teammates um where I played that were walk-ons and really the selflessness that they had. Um, And so for you doing that at a D3 college, but then creating a nine-year professional basketball career out of that, like that's incredible, man. So I would imagine you're somebody that has uh, pretty impressive daily habits. What daily habits set you up for success? Man, that's a great question. We could do a whole hour just talking about that alone. (laughs) So uh, when it comes to daily habits, uh, for me, the first part of my day is always pretty much scripted out. So I have, I used to call it my 8 a.m. list. I don't don't think of it that much anymore, but I still have it, meaning I wake up at about a little bit before 4 a.m., so about 3.45 a.m., and the first four hours of my day are pretty much the same thing every day. So wake up, work out yoga, meditation, drink water, then I'm whatever my workout is. So I might be running outside, might go to the boxing gym. This is where basketball used to fit in. Just got replaced right. by running outside, boxing gym, um, foam roll, stretch, might go to a jacuzzi, depending on where I'm living at the time. There is one available as long as the water's hot. Uh, <laughs> do that, uh, get dressed, cleaned up, have my protein shake. And then I'm usually starting working sometime between 7.30 and 8 a.m. So the first three and a half to four hours of my day. I guess people now will call that self-care, but that's all the stuff that I do to you know, take care of myself, get myself set up for the day. So then I, for the rest of the day, I can do things like have these conversations and kind of you know, do, I guess what we call office work. So yeah. I guess that's the world that I'm in now. Golly, 3.45 to 4. Is, I mean, like every day, like seven days a week, do you take any time? And is that difficult for you? On the weekends, it gets pushed back a couple yeah. hours. I might let myself get a couple extra hours, but the first three and a half, four hours, I'm first thing I do is always the workout, take care of myself, foam roll, yoga, stretch, all of that stuff. And you've been yeah, doing that since you were playing. Well, I just is that something that's always been easy for you, or is it a mm-hmm. struggle? Like, like you know, you're kind of that's your hard thing to do every day is actually getting up that early. Oh no, that's not hard to do. I actually like doing that. So Damn. it was it was probably around 2009. Matt, that I used to wake up just you know, whenever I woke up, you know, because I was playing ball at the time. So I would wake up in the, in the off seasons or if I was unemployed at the time, I was waiting for that phone to ring. I would wake up whenever I woke up and I would go to the gym and work out. But the gym that I was working out at here in Miami is not far from where I live even to this day. One time they had a um, they had like a camp, like a summer camp for the kids. And the gym opened at six, but the camp for the kids started at seven. So they told me that because they knew I would come there. They said, hey, Dre, you know, we got a camp starting here next week. It's going to be at seven o'clock for the next month. So I was like, all right, well, what can I do? I could either find a different gym to go to. And there wasn't really another good option. I could work out on an outside court or I can get here at six o'clock, 
get an hour in and just get out of here before the camp starts. So I started waking up early so I can get to the gym at six o'clock. And then I just kept doing it. So even when the camp ended, Hmm. I said, man, I can get in here early. I can bring my, and this is when I'm making all these YouTube videos and I'm bringing my camera with me. I can bring my camera. I can film. There's nobody else in the gym and I can just film as much as I want. I mean, I was working out, but I was bringing my camera because at this time, yeah. this is when YouTube started to pick up. So that's when I, that's where the habit was that it was kind of forced upon me. I chose to do it that way because of the situation with the kids camp at the gym. But then I just kept it up. I was like, I like, I like getting up early in the morning so I can kind of get this workout in and I don't have anybody else around me. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it didn't start there. I lied. It started before this. So this is about three years earlier. I was living in, I'm in Miami, Florida now. So I'm from Philadelphia. Now I started playing ball uh, coming out of a division three school. I'm sure we'll talk about that in 2004. And I got out of school in 2004, got my first overseas job in 2005. Got a couple of jobs, came home. I was in 2006 living in Philadelphia. I was living in these apartments called Presidential City. Anybody who's from Philly knows it. A lot of uh, Temple University students is off-campus housing for Temple University students. A lot of Temple kids live there, but regular people live there too. I'm a regular person at this point. I'm living at Presidential City in a a studio apartment or what they call an efficiency. I guess it was an efficiency. It wasn't a studio. It was an efficiency. (laughs) So I'm living in there and I worked at this gym called Philadelphia Sports Clubs. Were you based out of it, Matt? I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth now, but I'm actually from Pennsylvania, uh, two hours north of Philly. Uh, that's where I grew up. So anyway. What town? Uh, Berwick, Pennsylvania, small, up by Wilkes-Barre okay. and Scranton. Okay, I'm familiar with those towns. I mean, yeah, I played at yeah. Penn State out Abington as a freshman, so nice. we played against Scranton. <clears throat> so I was just in Dallas last week, as a matter of fact. But anyway, oh. so uh, we, I had this job at philadelphia sports club i lived on city line avenue anybody knows the city it doesn't you don't have to know the city to understand this so i worked downtown in philly the gym that i worked at was downtown now they is a gym so i like working at a gym because i could use the gym for free that's right but the thing is the location that i worked at was in the center part of the city and it did not have a basketball court it had weights and all that stuff but no basketball court hmm. But there was another location that this company also owned that did have a basketball court and it was the opposite direction from my house to there and I'm like, all right, I want to use that gym. And it's like 45 minutes away from my home, but it's free. So I'm like, all right, I'll drive 45 minutes to use the gym for free. And it's a beautiful, pristine, beautiful basketball court. Now, I had to be to work from like eight to four every single day. So I'm like, how am I going to make this work? So all I did was just reverse engineer it. So for yeah. me to get to work at eight o'clock in downtown Philadelphia, I need to be in the car driving to work. I need to leave that gym and go start driving an hour before. So I need to leave there by seven, which means... I can, I need to shower and get dressed because we had to wear you no know, business casual clothing there because it's a corporate owned gym. So I had, I need about 30 minutes for that to get ready. And then I need, I could get a workout in for about an hour. And that gym opened at 5 30 in the morning. Now, again, it's 45 minutes away from my home. But if I'm driving four in the morning, it might take about 30 minutes because yeah. there's no traffic. So I had to start getting up at four in the morning. So I started waking up at 4 a.m. I could get to that gym by 5 30 when it opened, get my workout in until 6 30, shower, get dressed be in the car by seven o'clock, drive to downtown Philly and be at work by eight o'clock. I did that for uh, the whole time that I was working at that gym. So that's actually where the 4 a.m. thing started was there. Then when I got to Miami and I didn't have that you no know, pressure on me anymore, I kind of got lazy for a little while and I wake <laughs> up whenever I wanted to wake up. And then when that kids camp started, I started waking up early again. And I said, why don't I just start doing this? Why don't I just be the first person to get to the gym when it opens? And then I just kept that routine up moving forward. 
Man, so, I, lo- that, I love the long idea. Long answer to a short question. No, it's good. I love the idea of maximizing that early time, especially like coaches that have families that have mm-hmm. little kids or, you know, there there has to be that that moment in your day where you're able to get some of these goals taken care of. Personally, right now, we, we're doing weights before school as we're at 6 a.m. So I have mm-hmm. to get up at 5.15 to get there on time for the guys. And I, I'm telling you, I that alarm goes off and I feel like I'm back in college and I, I'm thinking of all the reasons why I don't have to go to class. Like, ah, I already know this stuff. They don't need me there today. And, but now right. I have to be here. So that's a good motivation. But what advice do you have for coaches that or people that would like to wake up earlier, but just can't well, or struggle? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you added that. Yeah, they can, (laughs) they struggle or don't like it. Like I don't like it. Right. Okay. So one thing I say to people is, have you ever taken a flight early in the morning? Have you ever taken a flight that left at seven in the morning from the airport? And people usually say, yes. I say, did you make the flight? And they say, yes. I say, okay, so you can wake up early. All right. It's not that you can't. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Right. When the schedule is there, you'll get up early. So the thing is, is really just uh, challenging yourself and pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. And when you push yourself out of your comfort zone, let's say do something like get up early, get up two hours earlier than you're used to. It's not that you can't do it and your body will adjust to it. It's just that you have to make it non-negotiable that you're going to deal with that. Let's say that first three days or that first week or two where it feels uncomfortable, where you're not used to it, but your body will adjust and it will start being comfortable waking up early it'll get used to waking up early and it'll become a brand new habit that's a kind of the simple answer and you just have to be willing to push yourself through the it's kind of like what i call the third day that struggle of trying to just get yourself to do this new habit and this new routine and the thing is matt that everybody understands this concept of the comfort zone right and you start talking about it most people can finish your sentence right in order for you to get what you want to get in life you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable And everybody agrees with that. And most people know the saying, but then when it comes time to actually do something that's uncomfortable, people don't want to do it. That's right. So in order for anyone, any person, whether it's a coach, an athlete, an entrepreneur, anybody in between, they want to build that new habit. You have to get uncomfortable because that's where all the the rewards are outside of your comfort zone. And comfort zone is relative. Everyone has a different comfort zone of what's comfortable for them and what's uncomfortable. But if you have relatively good information that doing this thing that is uncomfortable for you is going to help you get to another level, then you have to be willing to go through the the challenge or the struggle of it being uncomfortable for a while until it becomes a normal routine thing. And if you give yourself no excuses for it not to happen, then you will make it happen. What time are you going to bed? Uh, About eight o'clock. Man, see, that's my wife likes to, you know, we we wind down about nine, nine thirty. We've got either a game on or, or or some things. Before I know it, it's 10.30 or almost 11. And then I'm right. looking at that 5.15 time, and I know I've got to get – I can't ask you how do I get my wife and family to start going to bed earlier. But I think <laughs> no. that's the key, though, time because quick. you're getting – yeah, you're getting you're getting up early, but, you know, to stay sane and to, to keep yourself, like, active and with it throughout the day, you've got to be making sure you get the right amount of sleep, right? Yeah, over time, yeah, you do ideally, especially if you're using your body or your brain a lot over the course of a day, which most of us do. Now, the thing is, the human body will adjust. If you're a person, like I remember my dad was telling me that for years, he's uh, retired now, but 
when he was you know, in his active working life, he would sleep like four or five hours a night with no nap during the day. Wow. And he had he had just adjusted to it because the human body does that. It's yeah. great. It, it adjusts to any situation that you give it. So when I was playing, for example, Matt, I would sleep four to five hours at night. Then I would take a two hour nap in the middle of the day. That was my normal routine. So I would be up till 11 o'clock at night, wake up at five, go to the gym, work out. And then I'll take a, a nap around 11, 12 o'clock, wake up, then go to a different gym to get a second workout in. And that was, was, was my thing. But then I realized later on, like, hey, I should probably get this whole eight hours at once is much better for me, much better for my brain and my body. So I probably would have been a lot better player, you know, had I been getting eight <laughs> hours of sleep. But I, but I was getting five hours most of the time. Random question for you, because it, I don't think I've ever asked anybody this, but you do something that to me, it's it's unique. You you say, Matt, you say my name in mm. your in your answers. Uh, you've done it a few times already today, and I, it's unique enough to stick out that a lot of guys. I don't do that. I don't like. I, I haven't said your name except for the the very beginning. Is that mm. something that you're consciously doing, or is there and is there a reason behind it, or is it just you know I just talk that way? No, it's actually all three. <laughs> it's all three. <laughs> it's all three of them, Matt. Because uh, the thing is. I I study communication a lot, and this is something that I, I coach people actually on communication a ton, whether it comes to uh, sales, uh, leadership, just uh, speaking from stages and things like that. And everybody should understand every human being's favorite word is their own name. That's right. So when you use another person's name, first of all, they know that you're talking to them. Secondly, it it they are more likely to listen to you when you use their name. This is just a thing that uh, we all can understand. Somebody says your name. You, they have your attention at least that's for a right yeah right while you're saying whatever it is that you're saying and it also just in case you're talking to somebody that you just met the more times you say their name the more likely you are to remember it right that's a good nugget and you forget their yeah. name five minutes later yeah so that's why it and it's become to answer your question your third question there is something that's just become a normal way of me talking because i've done it so often so at first it was conscious i had to think about it to remember to do it but now it's a normal way of uh talking that might be. I mean, I always feel like I still borrow at least one thing mm -hmm. from each of these talks I get to do. And that that's oh, yeah, that's a happens. really good nugget because yeah. I do struggle with with remembering names. And you're right. Like the more that you repeat that and and it is something I think it makes you different um, just automatically mm -hmm. in this call, like you've already stood out because of that. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.